0: stories big guess the big picture afternoons with rob brankenridge weekdays 12:30 to 3 770 chqr so where has all the cannabis gone well, some of it's still out there uh we're barely a month into legalization uh, and already we're we're running out i guess the thing with cannabis is uh you know if you're running low you grow some more And uh, I presume this is the kind of thing that will be straightened out uh, in due time. But, you know, shouldn't we have seen this coming? So here's the announcement today from the AGLC, Alberta Gaming, Liquor and Cannabis. That since October 17th, cannabis supply levels have remained a concern for licensed applicants, retailers and consumers alike. This has been the case in Alberta and across Canada. AGLC ordered enough product to support up to 250 retail stores in the first six months of legalization. However, as of November 17, we have only received approximately 20% of what was ordered. While some licensed producers have fulfilled their commitments, not all have. Unfortunately, we are seeing the supply of most products run out. Due to the national shortage, AGLC is temporarily suspending accepting new applications, and issuing any additional cannabis retail licenses until further notice. All applicants in various stages of the licensing process will receive a full refund of licensing fees should they wish to withdraw from the application process. We will continue to discuss production and shipping timelines with our licensed producers and meeting with all current retailers to discuss the current situation. So, it's a problem. Why is it a problem? Joining us uh, for some thoughts, please. To welcome to the program, uh, Deepak Anand, Vice President, Development of uh, Government uh, and Development and Government Relations with Cannabis Compliance Incorporated. Deepak, thanks for joining us here today.
1: Thanks for having me. Uh, so, are you surprised by this? Uh, no, I mean this is something we expected and, and we sort of predicted. Uh, you know, quite a while ago, we knew that shortages were going to be part of this uh, rollout, uh, and that's certainly to be expected. Um, I mean, there were a number of challenges uh, that licensed producers are facing. Um, one of them it seems to be the packaging requirements that the government has imposed. Um, you know, there's very strict packaging guidelines that are required of licensed producers, and unfortunately, it appears that a lot of them have not been able to simply package product in time for getting it out to, to meet store sh- deadlines and, and get on store shelves. Um, and then the second issue lies a bit with Health Canada in terms of licensing expanded production capacity areas. So um, every licensed producer has an area in which they grow cannabis that needs to be approved by Health Canada. And anytime they want to expand or have a new area, they need to, they need to get Health Canada to inspect them and, and approve that area. And we've certainly seen delays from Health Canada on that perspective. So I think that's why we're seeing a lot of these delays that were, that were expected.
0: That's interesting. So when it comes to the suppliers and the packaging side, they they've got the product to put in the packages, but they just they don't have the packages ready. Is that the problem?
1: That's correct. That's certainly one of the problems, um, and, and and that's consistent with I would say probably five to seven license producers that that have been part of this uh, AGLC supplier uh, shortlist that they that they entered into supply agreements with very early on. Uh, so that's certainly been one of the challenges.
0: So does that go back to uh, when the federal government rolled out these package designs, that if maybe we had done that sooner, the companies would have had more time to, to prepare that, we would have been in a better position now?
1: Perhaps. I mean, so the way this, the way this unfolded was, uh, you know, about a year and a half ago, we had proposed regulations that the government came out with in terms of what they would be putting out. And, and packaging remained an issue, and, and so did branding. Uh, and licensed producers brought this up very early on. Uh, following that, we saw there was excise beauty in taxes and stamps that licensed producers need to need to put on. And there was challenges with that in that the stamps didn't come pre-glued by Health Canada or by the by Revenue Canada. And licensed producers needed to create mechanisms where they were applying glue to these stamps. So the entire production process was somewhat uh, disrupted uh, based on where it was previously compared to where it is now under the Cannabis Act. So, uh, yes, absolutely, more time would have been, would have been beneficial. Um, uh, and we're certainly seeing a mature, you know, quite a few licensed producers struggling with the packaging side of things.
0: So what can be done in the short term?
1: Yeah, look, I mean, you know, and and as I said, it's it's not just packaging. I mean, there are other licensed producers that have, you know, actually physically run out of product. And, uh, you know, some of them, including some of my clients, are waiting for Health Canada to approve expanded uh, production areas uh, so that they can simply grow more product and therefore get more product out. Um, So I think this needs to be a combined effort on behalf of the industry. We need to Uh, work with packaging suppliers to try and expedite this process. We need to work with Health Canada, given that we now have a cost recovery mechanism where Health Canada is actually charging licensed producers, uh, for uh, a fee for, to get them licensed. So, so there should be service standards being established by Health Canada. Um, you know, and, and the provinces, quite frankly, need to hold, uh, the suppliers a bit more accountable because if this was a shopper's drug mart that you were supplying product to, as an example, you you know, you would, uh, in any other industry, whether it be CPG or anything else, you would be penalized uh, mm-hmm. for not meeting supply deadlines. So, uh, you know, some of that needs to be incorporated here as well. But it is, it is a bit early to get into those conversations, given that uh, there simply isn't enough product to go around. So it needs to be a combined approach in terms of a number of things, both on the federal government level uh, as well as the provincial government level that need to happen.
0: What's, what about the, the medicinal side? Because some of these producers also supply that side of the market. Is it having an impact on, on people who, who are using uh, medicinally?
1: Uh, it most certainly is. Yes, we saw a couple of licensed producers uh, almost a month ago. Uh, literally the day in which the, you know recreational cannabis went online, we almost saw immediately medical products come offline, and that clearly indicated that that a lot of them were were clearly supplying the recreational market with perhaps products that may have been intended for. Uh, the medical market. And, and that's not true for a lot of licensed producers. We've seen companies, uh, specifically Emblem uh, Cannabis, which is a licensed producer, clearly say that they are reserving product for medical patients. But we've certainly seen medical patients from other licensed producers not have enough, uh, enough stock. And, and we've seen complaints from patients saying that they're they're unable to access to, Uh, their medicine and and that that continues to remain an issue Um, the way that you know the program has been designed there's there's really no difference between medical and recreational cannabis from a quality control perspective and uh, they are quite stringent guidelines that Health Canada is uh, sort of subjecting these licensed producers to and uh, you you know so there there are challenges uh, on the production side as well um, in getting this product out.
0: So what's your sense of, of how long it should take to sort this all out?
1: Well, I think we can continue to expect challenges and supply shortages for the next, I would probably say, six to eight months at a minimum uh, before we see this, 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 this resolved. I mean, if the federal government, you know, is, is to act perhaps a little bit faster and the provincial government is to, is to act and make some changes, I think we could shorten that timeline. Uh, but, but I think we can expect this for the next six months at least.
0: Uh, does that mean the black market uh, fills a void?
1: Well, I mean, they, the Cannabis Act does have strict mechanisms in terms of ensuring that the black market uh, doesn't thrive, but it's going to be hard to start enforcing regulations against the black market when when there is no product available on the legal market. So, uh, you know, uh, the two sort of, you know, don't go hand in hand, but it, it almost seems like, um, it, you know, having the black market it, remain will probably, uh, you know, it's not going to be a high enforcement priority for the federal and provincial governments at this point, given that they have other clearly bigger challenges to deal with.
0: Right. Yeah, I, I suspect that's probably true. Um, you know, the, when it comes to the issue of, of homegrown cannabis, uh, that, that if people had the opportunity to to grow at home, maybe there would be less pressure on the retail side. Uh, but it's, it's difficult right now for people to, to legally obtain cannabis seeds. Uh, should we prioritize that, try to try to speed that up?
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, I I don't think that's going to solve a majority of this issue. I mean, you know, majority of people that are accessing cannabis that are either lining up at Stores in, in Alberta, or that are waiting for their stores, uh, their online store order from 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 the uh, Ontario cannabis store in, in Ontario, uh, uh, you know, are not people that would typically grow this at home. There's certainly a subset of people that that might grow this, uh, you know, at home, and you know, it may take a little bit of burden off, but I don't think it's going to take the pressure off to a great extent. Uh, yes, uh, obtaining starter material, whether it be seeds or clones, is certainly certainly been a challenge, um, uh, one of the challenges of, uh, of this rollout. But uh, you know, I don't think a uh, Growing at home, or providing seeds, which which by the way can be done immediately, uh, uh, is really going to solve the situation. I think you know medical cannabis patients that are currently allowed to grow at home and that have been growing at home for years under the the medical system. You know, perhaps this is a solution on the medical side, but mm-hmm. not so much on the on the recreational side as I see it. All
0: right, uh, interesting. Uh, Deepak, thanks for making some time for us here today. Really appreciate this.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: Take care. Deepak Anand is Vice President of Development and Government Relations with Cannabis Compliance Incorporated. Cannabiscomplianceinc.com. 974-8255. So what do you make of this? A lot of texts coming in, uh, many of them with a, a variation on a similar theme, like this text. Only the government could have a shortage of a product that is readily available elsewhere. Where only the government could screw up the retail of cannabis. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge starting at 1230 on News Talk, 770 Calgary.